electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. We do work with the government to provide real-time intelligence on the battlefield in Ukraine. CEO of Raytheon Technologies, Greg Hayes. The missile systems and intelligence systems in war zones around the world. What's been amazing to me is the ability of the U.S. military to provide Ukrainians with real-time information to deal with the real-time threats. We can see a Russian tank and that information gets fed to the Ukrainians and they can actually act on it. Our sit-down interview with CEO of one of the world's largest defense contractors at the Business Roundtable annual meeting in Washington, D.C. You're not sleeping these days? Would you? There's a lot going on in the world. Greg knows more than we do. And Raytheon CEO's fiscal pitch to the U.S. government. Help us help you. I get a tax deduction this year of 20% of every dollar I spend. If I do that work in China, I get a tax deduction of $2 for every dollar that I spend. I'm CNBC producer Cameron Costa, and Squawk Pod reports Raytheon's Greg Hayes begins right now. At the Business Roundtable's annual meeting this week, around 200 CEOs convened in Washington, D.C. Together, they prop up 37 million American jobs and account for 24% of the U.S. economy, which means each BRT CEO has a unique relationship with the U.S. government. One of those CEOs is Greg Hayes. He runs Raytheon Technologies, which is one of the world's largest aerospace and defense contractors, next to Lockheed Martin and Boeing. In fact, Raytheon just bagged a $1.2 billion contract with the Pentagon this month to provide missile systems for the war in Ukraine. Greg Hayes, in addition to running Raytheon, serves as the tax and fiscal policy chair at the Business Roundtable. And he's pretty vocal about certain tax codes in the U.S. and their impact on domestic innovation. Raytheon is a member of the R&D Coalition, along with other corporate behemoths like Intel, Boeing, and Amazon. The group has been pushing the government to adjust the timeframe for research and development-related tax write-offs. It's a piece of the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that recently came into effect. And Raytheon and others claim it's going to result in tens of thousands of jobs lost. It could also, according to the R&D Coalition, weaken national security. And while in D.C., Raytheon CEO spoke with his colleagues and with us about all those fiscal policy risks and some other important things. All right, well, Greg. In addition to shareholder value, you got to protect the world from nuclear oblivion. So Greg is... <laughs> This interview was recorded on location at the Business Roundtable annual meeting. Greg Hayes sat down with CNBC Squawk Box anchors Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Raytheon stock has been a winner so far this year. It's up 17%. It's a dangerous world, Greg, and, and most people would, would uh, look at that statement and say that it, 
it, it's unfortunate that it, it's everywhere. It's, I don't know how many pockets are that you have to monitor between North Korea, uh, between China, Russia, Iran, and, and that's just for starters. On addition to everything else, you got to think about buybacks and tax policy. So <laughs> it's, uh, it, 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 I talked to you last night. Do you sleep at all? Occasionally, right? Yeah, I sleep just, occasionally. Just unsettled <laughs> sleep. Yeah. It's, it, it's a, as I said last night, Joe, it's a dangerous world. And I think the, the thing you have, people have to keep in mind is that the U.S. is the preeminent military power in the world, bar none. There are threats out there, like China, emerging. There are threats out there like Russia, who, whom have not acquitted themselves nearly as well as we would have thought. But at the end of the day, the U.S. military still has the number one force in the entire world. And I think that's why people can sleep well at night. You'll get a call if something happens in, in Ukraine or Poland. You'll, you'll get a call about that. Well, you know, it, Raytheon needs to monitor what, I mean, probably what, you're involved in all this. You have high-level security. I mean, what's your security clearance, Greg? It must be as, as high as it gets. Uh, pretty high. I've got about 238 separate clearances at last count for the different programs. But the fact, the fact is, you know, you know, we do work with uh, the government to provide real-time intelligence on the battlefield in Ukraine. Um, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, and what's been amazing to me is the ability of the U.S. military to provide Ukrainians with real-time information to deal with the real-time threats. So we see, you know, we, we, we can see a Russian tank, we can see a Russian APC, uh, we can see a Russian missile get launched, and that information gets fed to the Ukrainians, and they can actually act on it almost immediately, which is something I think the Russians never contemplated when they invaded the Ukraine. The government's an important client. Obviously, governments around the world are, are, are important clients. So there, there's procurement. Um, there's as things deteriorate in terms of security, does that make business better for you? Do, do we ever say we're not going to need? You hear that from certain uh, political circles that we either need to be smarter or we need to do much less in terms of, of appropriations for defense. That that's short-sighted usually, isn't it? Well, look, it's. It would be Pollyannish to say that there are no threats and that there's never going to be another threat against the homeland. And I think providing a very strong deterrent is what the defense industry is all about. We want to have the best technology, the best systems, and the best trained people to make sure that people don't do stupid things. And I would tell you what Mr. Putin did in, in February of this year was stupid. And he, he didn't understand where the West was. He didn't understand how NATO and the U.S. was going to stand up to the, to the Russians and provide what I consider to be incredible levels of support. So having a strong defense, it's essential. The world's not going to get safer tomorrow. I mean, we would all love that, right? You know, we don't need defense because everybody gets along. The fact is that's just, that's just not the way the world works. So you and, and Doug McMillan, it, it seems like you do completely different things in terms of but, but in terms of tax policy, in terms of, of the, the economy in this country, is it, is it similar? Do you have similar concerns? It, it, do you, if we go into recession, is it going to affect Raytheon in the same way it would affect a Walmart? No, no, of course not. You know, Doug, Doug's business is much more consumer-oriented. We're a B2B business. The fact is about 45% of our business today is commercial aerospace. The demand in commercial aero is incredible. I mean, we're back to about 75% of uh, 2019 levels, and that's with China still in the tank. By the end of next year, I expect we'll be back to right where we were with 2019 levels. Pricing is good. Airlines will be making money. Um, so if a recession is minor, as Jamie said, probably not much of an impact. A major recession, we see a, a downturn in travel. That'll have an impact, but that's an impact maybe six to 12 months later for us. 
On the defense side, we've got about a $65 billion backlog that's growing every day. Um, that's not going to be impacted by, right. the, um, by the economy in the near term. Right. I think more important for us um, in the defense industry and really across the American industry is research and development. R&D. I was going to say, we're on the 12th floor. Do you want to go out there and scream that? To, to, uh, from the, if there was one thing you were going to yell from the rooftops, it would be R&D. Well, what I would say it's, it's about innovation and, and competing against Chinese interests. I think about, we spend $10 billion a year at Raytheon on R&D. It's a big number. We've got 66,000 engineers working on innovation every single day, doing a phenomenal job. I get a tax deduction this year of 20% of every dollar I spend. If I do that work in China, I get a tax deduction of $2 for every dollar that I spend. This was, again, this is something that, that was included in the 2017 Jobs, Jobs Act that was thought to, that would never uh, go into effect. Uh, unfortunately, we haven't been able to make much progress. Hopefully, you mean in terms of that expiring. In, in yeah. Expiring. So, yeah, this is, it's called Section 174. It's R&D amortization. So we spend the money this year, and we can amortize it over the next five that cost me on my $10 billion of R&D about $2 billion of cash this year. That's cash that I won't be able to use to invest in property and equipment and, and people. And I, I would hope innovation and everything else. How's, how's the Patriot missiles work? They're, they're, they're working pretty good still, right? So we've got 18 countries around the world that have Patriot batteries um, deployed. And it was inter interesting. I was in Zhezhov, Poland uh, a few months ago visiting our factory there. And as we flew into Zhezhov, the 82nd Airborne was deployed there. It's right on the border with Ukraine. And they had an entire Patriot missile battery there defending Poland. Uh, and it gives our people a lot of comfort to, knowing that the U.S. is there to defend them. Uh, we also put this NASAM system into Ukraine uh, about a month ago now. Uh, every single shot that they've taken with NASAMS, and NASAMS is the National Advanced Short Range Air Missile Defense System. It's an incredibly effective system. It's, a, it's shorter range than Patriot, but it's what Ukraine needs to defend Kiev. So I think, again, that's been, that's been a very, very um, pleasant surprise at how effective it can be. Would you violate any of your 280 clearances if you told me about our offensive capabilities to match some of the stuff that we hear coming out of, of Russia and China? Are we, are, are we caught up? Are we, were we behind? So there, there's one area that we are behind the Chinese and perhaps on par with the Russians, and that's hypersonic missiles. Uh, we recently won a, a program award for the Hawk, which is an air-breathing hypersonic missile, air-to-ground air to, uh, missile. Um, that'll right, it just, doesn't need to be fed in, so it's air, that's, that's so a big advantage. It's, it's launched off of, uh, off of an aircraft. It's got uh, an engine, a scramjet engine. Uh, it's incredible. It accelerates uh, to Mach 5, and it can travel quite a distance. Um, the problem is the Chinese have even more sophisticated hypersonics than we do today. How concerned are you? There's been some reports that the Pentagon is nervous that we've sent so much of our weaponry to Ukraine that we're behind when it comes to getting some of that same weaponry uh, to our friends in Taiwan and to other places. That's probably good for your business in some respects, but in terms of thinking about this strategically. So as we think about it, all of the weapons that have been delivered to Ukraine have come out of, uh, I would say, current inventory. We're not building any of those or replenishing any of those today, although we're working on it. Uh, you need to probably talk to General Milley. He's making that decision every day where those weapons go in coordination with NATO. Um, the fact is we are drawing down weapon stocks much faster. Uh, and I, I think I said this last week, we've gone through in the first 10 months of the war five years' worth of production on Javelin anti-tank missiles. 
and we've gone through 13 years worth of Stinger production. So it's going to take us some time to catch up. We've got to go in that. They keep saying that. I'm sorry I didn't talk to you about buybacks and like foreign exchange and stuff like that. But how can we do it? It's so, it, I'm, I'm scramjet, everything scramjets. Greg, like, we go need to you Mach back. Five. Come back another yeah. time so we can talk more right, about well, that. Thanks for having me, guys. Great to see you thanks all. Thank amazing you, stuff. Thank you. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve. With the help of T-Mobile for Business, our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Thank you so much for listening to this special Squawk Pod Reports. It's part of a series we've been rolling out this week featuring exclusive interviews with leaders of America's biggest companies. Thanks to the Business Roundtable, who hosted our coverage at their annual CEO meeting. And thank you to Squawk Box anchors Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Squawk Pod is produced by me, Cameron Costa, Katie Kramer, and Caroline Rahotis. John Lazaration is our editor. Have a great day. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.